Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about the trade-up cost to move from a two- or three-bedroom house to a three- or four-bedroom house. Now, this has actually all come about because a whole heap of you have been asking, Ed, what is the capital growth of a one versus a two versus a three-bedroom house apartment? Lots of different types of properties. And so... I've done a deal with CoreLogic in order to be able to get this data, and we do have it coming, uh, but as part of my initial back and forth with them, we've got some really interesting data about the trade-up costs of what it costs to buy an extra bedroom, depending on the property type, depending on the city. Now, we can read a little bit into the, the varying capital growth rates of, of different properties based on bedrooms, which we will go into in the show, but that's going to just be a little bit of a preview of what you're going to read in Juno magazine for the upcoming property issue, and also for what we'll talk about on this podcast as well. So Andrew, talk to me, what are you reading into this data? What's standing out for you in terms of the trade-up cost from one property to adding on that extra bedroom, both from 2000, back in January 2000, and July this year. Okay, so uh, some of the ones that stood out to me uh, as we're looking at this off here, um, apartments in Auckland were really interesting. So the cost of an extra bedroom uh, in Auckland for an apartment is quite substantial. So uh, if we look at, say, a one-bedroom apartment in Auckland, uh, your your value as of as of first of July 2020, you're talking about uh, four hundred and sixty-four thousand up from one hundred and ninety back on the first of January 2000. Um, so so your average growth rate there is four point four three. Now, if you were to trade up now and get that extra bedroom, you'd pay another two hundred and seven thousand dollars for that second bedroom. Uh, and then to jump up to a three-bedroom is another $287,000. So quite sig- significant jumps. And so one of the my sort of thoughts there, and it's around about 200000 for the next, the next jump to get to a four-bedroom, is that because you're buying... Uh, well, your, your land you, doesn't really exist. You just—it's really expensive real estate. Often, um, the cost is pretty substantial. You know, you've got really got to get a good amount of income to kind of cover that extra cost if you're buying this as an investment. That's right. So it's an extra forty-five percent to jump from a one to two bed ha- uh, apartment, sorry, in Auckland, and then another forty-three percent as well to jump for that extra bedroom. One little thing though that that uh, Andrew just missed out the minus sign. This is really interesting. The cost to jump from a three to four bedroom apartment in Auckland is negative $192,500. So Sorry, I missed that. Four bedroom apartments in Auckland are on average cheaper than three bedroom apartments in Auckland. Now the reason that might be, uh, and what what is not accounted for at this, this kind of level of aggregated data, is perhaps on average three bedroom apartments are just nicer than four bedroom apartments. So for instance... If we were to look at a, a new apartment block like block like Pacifica, I'm sure there would be many more three-bedroom apartments than four-bedroom apartments, uh, whereas a lot of four-bedroom apartments might be older, they might be smaller, they might be more boarding house type arrangements rather than really nice, pristine three-bedroom apartments. So that quality mix is not accounted for within this data uh, at that aggregated level. So that might be one explanation for why the five-bedroom and four-bedroom houses are actually at an aggregate level, cheaper than three-bedroom apartments, which is very, very fascinating. Andrew, what else is speaking out? And so the next interesting part is if we go to residential dwellings, so actual houses in Auckland, if we look at the cost for the extra bedrooms, you know, you, you have, say, an $86,000 
uh, increase from one bedroom to two bedrooms, 79000 for the next one. But once you jump from three to four, you now pay 212000 for that extra bedroom. So there's a major jump for that fourth bedroom, which, which you know, it really it now it's costing you so much more that, again, if this is a rental property, that might not suit you. And my guess is here, there are just fewer houses with four bedroom, a lot more three bedrooms being built. And do you think that's perhaps also land area? Maybe four bedroom houses just happen to have more land area than three beds? Potentially, but then if you look at, you know, if you look at some of the designs that a lot of builders use, they might use similar sort of house sizes and then they might just have larger bedrooms. And, and but, but I'm not sure with this data. The interesting thing that's really jumping out to me is the change in the trade up percentage. So let me give you an example. Back in uh, 2000, it cost an extra 17% to move from a one-bedroom flat in Hamilton to a two-bedroom flat in Hamilton. So it was $19,000 to go from a from a one-bed flat, which was 110 k to a two-bed flat in Hamilton, which was 129 k Now there is a 52% uh, increase that trade-up cost to go from the same one-bed flat to a two-bed flat. So it used to be 19 k now it's 159 k in order to be able to make that trade-up. And that really speaks to the capital growth achieved within the starter, of Hamilton two-bed flats. They have been two-bed flats overall have had outstanding growth compared to one-bed flats, and we start to see that in that sort of data. Similarly, we see exactly the same within Hamilton at residential dwellings. So a one-bedroom house, to go to, from, to go to a one-bed to a two-bedroom house used to be $7,000, which was about 5%. Now it's $99,000, which is about 24%. So the trade-up costs, specifically in Hamilton, to go from a one- to a two-bed property, whether it's a flat or a residential dwelling, so like a house, it, it's, it's quite significant. So that shows the kind of demographics in, in Hamilton and what's becoming uh, more desirable, which are two-bed uh, places. And actually, uh, if we just look at residential dwellings across uh, yeah, the city, so Hamilton, Wellington and Christchurch we're looking at, it, there is this pattern of from going from three to four bedrooms, a major jump. So so in Hamilton, you're paying roughly $100,000 for the extra room. Apart from when you go from three to four, it's 200000 In Wellington, um, you're, you're um, 84500 to go from one to two, 54000 for the next bedroom to go to three to four, 147000 and actually, actually uh, it doesn't drop much in the fifth in the fifth bedroom. It's one hundred and thirty eight thousand, and then and then the on six plus it's one hundred and sixty thousand. So that's that's quite interesting. In Christchurch, for the first bedroom, uh, first additional bedroom, it's thirty seven. Second, it's seventy seven. Then it jumps up to one hundred and seventy again. It drops back down to eighty three thousand after that. And the thing that's really interesting here is that if we started to see an increase in the jump between a three and a four bedroom house, that would really impact first home buyers. Now you might think, well that's really curious, why would that impact first home buyers? The reason being, if it costs more for somebody who currently owns a house to upgrade from a three to a four bedroom house, then they're less likely to sell their three bedroom house or their two bedroom house. So if we see larger jumps between uh, moving up that extra that additional bedroom, that's going to affect first home buyers because people are going to hold on to the homes they already have and renovate, as we're currently seeing, and that's going to mean there's less stock on the market for those first home buyers. So. Really interesting. Now, I initially got this data, as I mentioned, so that I could start looking at the differences in capital growth. And we do have some data around that. But as I was talking to CoreLogic, they said, well, 
Uh, what we'd really like to be able to see is the same houses uh, 20 years ago and the same houses now. How has their value changed? Because, of course, in Christchurch, what we've seen is a whole heap of one-bedroom places being recently built. And so we're going to see premiums being attached to those or slightly higher prices because they're new, the chattels are new, and they're, they're built to a higher spec than other one-bedroom houses previously were. And what that's going to mean is that we may start to see um, the newer houses uh, pushing up the average value, and that would suggest that there's been capital growth when there really hasn't been at yes, all. Yes, and then, of course, that's the danger. You can look at that data and think, yes, okay, these are a great investment because they've gone up so much. No, it's just that people are building more of them now, and so then you could lure yourself into a false economy and end up with a dud of an investment that doesn't go up in value. So you've got to be really careful around this. And that's this is right. Ed is such a stickler for the data. So that we do do have new data coming, um, but what we are seeing from this data at the moment is that two bedroom and th- uh, sorry, two bedroom flats and three bedroom houses tend to be the highest growth out of their respective uh, uh, property types. So across the board, we see two, two bedroom flats, particularly in Hamilton, having really good capital growth, especially compared to one bedroom houses and one bedroom flats in those in those instances. And so we don't see as much capital growth in those one bedroom uh, houses and flats, which I think is what we all expected to see come out in the data, but it's really uh, nice to see it coming. Uh, but we, we do see three bedroom residential dwellings doing really well, two bedroom flats doing doing really well compared to, to everything else within the category. And just one thing I would note there, because uh, I have a lot of investors that we decide whether, okay, do we go a three-bedroom house or a four-bedroom house? Often we might say, okay, well, a four-bedroom house has might have a larger tenant pool because you can cater to three- and four-bedroom tenants. So if you've got a tenant that only needs three bedrooms, then they've got three bedrooms in a study. And often, you know, the property managers, for example, if there's lots of four bedrooms for rent, they'll make it a three bedroom in a study to to get generate some more interest. You can't do it quite the same way if you've got a two-bedroom and you want to rent it out to a three-bedroom family. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, we are holding our podcast events. This is to celebrate our national, uh, our national, our anniversary of the podcast, 365 episodes every single day. And so on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of September, we're coming to Christchurch, Wellington, and Auckland. These are completely free events where we're going to cover the catering, the venue hire, uh, all of the drinks. Going to be 5.30 for a 6pm start. And look, what we'd really like to do is we'd really appreciate it if you would bring a friend along, somebody who ideally doesn't listen to the show so they can uh, perhaps determine whether they'd like to start listening or not. Uh, And it'd be really cool to experience this with them, to be able to meet like-minded people who are interested in property investment. And we're really looking forward to getting to know you guys as more as well. So we're going to record a couple of podcasts live. We're going to be asking you for podcast topics uh, in a couple of weeks, and we're also going to look forward to telling some stories, talking about the, the, the highs and lows, and some of the things we talk about off-year as well. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights. And remember, if you want to come along to that podcast event, go to opuspartners.co.nz slash pod event or it's in the show notes. That's proof that we record that every day.